Hi, everybody, and welcome to Kremlin File. Hi, Olga. And we're, we're ready to rock and roll. Exactly. Um, we wanted to explain a little bit because we're going to be concentrating uh, quite a few episodes, actually probably for the next, you know, for the duration of the war on Ukraine and on Ukrainians and what is happening there. And we're doing this because basically we're all working towards this victory okay and getting you no know, ukraine you no know, to to pull through and you no know, for ukraine's victory itself so we hope that with these podcast episodes and we're going to be providing right olga uh shorter informational pieces things that are happening plus we're also going to be inviting some guests as well all right so this you know this stick with us and, um, you know, for updated information as we go forward. Um, a li- I'd like to read something that uh, was a tweet that I found from Olga Tokariuk, and she says, a lot more can and must be done to stop Russia. There is, uh, there is no time to wait or hesitate. The time to pass this collective test of our humanity is now. Never again must become a rallying cry, a call to action, not a solemn but empty promise. Okay, so the Ukrainians are showing us how to fight. We have a Patreon site, and we're going to be putting up resources for people to click on and find out, okay, I want to donate some time doing something, okay? And it'll give you all different, okay, uh, associations and organizations that have been activated to help, okay, Ukraine and everything that's going on, because there's a lot of things that we can do, okay? Click on those pages to find out, okay, what you can do. I also want to remember that it was uh, uh, International Women's Day. Our salute and our hellos and our warm welcome and, and embraces to all women everywhere, but all women also that are putting that extra effort in Ukraine, okay, and giving it all to you know, the war effort and everything that there's doing. In fact, Olga writes every morning, she, she writes a tweet and she gives us a bit of an update of what happened during the night. It's day 13 of Ukraine's fierce resistance. Russia again bombed residential areas in Sumy region this night, killing children, civilians. They bombed a bread factory yesterday. Ukrainian defenders hold the line. They shot down three Russian planes near Kiev, protecting the capital. Olga, you've been following everything as I've been following everything. Um, what At what point are we at now? Well... Ukrainians are going to be resistant. And I've said this, I mean, if anyone goes back to listen to the first podcast, I know my people. My people will fight to the last. Yes. Yes. (laughs) They will fight. They have been fighting. They will fight. You know, we will not, you know, even here when I started, you know, with Trump Russia, people were like, aren't you scared? Aren't you worried? I'm like, no, (laughs) you don't know how we are. We will do what we have to do. To get the truth out, we don't care about, you know, threats or bombs or whatever. We will fight. And Ukrainians there are fighting. And yeah. they will fight to the last. Yeah. Uh, they will do everything to secure their country, their freedom, their future. And you remember I told you like several episodes back, yeah. and I, you know, this is something I always repeat forever. 
people there, when they fight, and they have been fighting the past, you know, over decade between corruption and then Russia's invasion, they are not fighting to see even the results now. They are yeah. fighting so their great-grandchildren have a chance yeah. of a better future. Yeah. And this, right now, they're fighting to see the results, but it is also to move the country forward, you know, to get Russia finally out of there. Because, I mean, this, what we're watching is... Uh, I mean, I it's surreal to me. Yeah, I have been yeah. warning about this for one yeah. year. I have been documenting this, warning yeah. about this. And when what I'm seeing now, I still can't process. It's two weeks and I yeah. still cannot process these beautiful cities yeah. being decimated yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. But Ukrainians will continue fighting. They will continue pushing Russia back. Even if Russia manages to, uh, you know, capture cities, they're not going to hold on to it for yeah. too long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Russian military is suffering a bloodbath. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's it. They're so, hiding I mean, in the woods. A- they're hiding in the woods. Yeah. Okay. And they're stealing from different houses. I saw a well, video today. Well, they always today. steal. That's the Russian yeah. military. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they 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 stole from uh, passengers on MH17. Yeah, so, yeah the exactly. Dead people. Oh, my God. So they yeah. always, I mean, that's just how they operate. And their military is, is horrific. I mean, the motto of the military is to attack and kill civilians. This is what they've done in Syria. This is what they've done in Chechnya. This is what they've yep. done in Libya. Wherever Russian military shows up, you're going to see mass death. Uh, And they don't play by, you know, international, semi-international norms of war. They will do everything that, you know, commit the most atrocities and uh, in order to try to achieve their goals. So, I mean, uh, this is the Russian military. This is how they operate. Yeah. But they are suffering huge losses, and they will, because they should not be on this territory. This is Ukrainian land, and Ukrainians are not going to let Russians take over their land. That's right. The Ukrainians are holding in the skies, which is, no, this is a a very, very good, uh, say, thing, uh, development. Um, They're holding them in various cities. There are some cities that... No, there is the threat of being encircled, but they're keeping okay these these forces back. So this is very but important. But even to get to that, they again are encircling cities. Mariupol, that is killing me. I was in contact with several people. I've yeah. lost contact with them. Yeah. They encircle the city. They now the city has in minus ten degrees, yeah. no heat, no water, no electricity, nothing, no nothing. food, no medicine. People are dying in their homes, yeah. and this is what Russia does. Yeah. And then when they arrange their corridor, the yeah. humanitarian corridor, yeah. they started killing the people who tried to yeah, flee. That's so. Right. I mean, right now we are watching. Finally, the world is seeing, I don't know why it had to happen, you know, with Ukraine, because these are the same crimes that were being committed in Syria. Yeah. I mean, Russia was using chemical weapons in Syria on children, targeting schools, hospitals. But the world is finally watching and documenting every single war crime that is being committed inside of Ukraine by Russia. That's right. In fact, there came up, um, I mean, there's on the news, we saw a lot on the humanitarian, humanitarian corridors. 
uh, that no, uh, were not, uh, they were actually attacked when they tried to leave, no, their cities and different things like that. Yeah, exactly. They've always done that though. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how they operate. That's how they operate. They are playbook. They uh, arrange these corridors. And then, I mean, it's not only in Ukraine. This has been documented for decades. They'll arrange a corridor. The minute civilians, innocent uh, families are trying to leave, they start shooting them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, there are other threats, right, that Russia is making that, well, no, hold on a minute. Back on the, the humanitarian corridors, a lot of people don't understand that. Okay, so this is why it was important, Olga. Thanks for, you know, explaining that because a lot of people were saying, I remember reading tweets going, oh, great. You know, there's a whole humanitarian. Are they going to respect it? And it's like, why even ask? You know what I mean? They just won't. You know, these are just also tactics to either resupply or whatever they want, you know, what the hell they're thinking of. But it's certainly not for a humanitarian corridor. So I'm glad that you brought that up and that, no, you clarified that and made it very, very clear. Okay. Uh, no, I everybody. mean, this is what they've been doing for decades. Anyone yeah. who knows Russia and watches their war crimes, you know, across the globe, this is how they operate. Yeah. There is nothing new. What they're doing in yeah. Ukraine right it's now all... that has not been done several times, several different countries. Yeah. It's just now the media is watching it and amplifying it. And, you know, and and the uh, Western leaders are watching it. But you could take right now Ukrainian cities being decimated, compare them to Aleppo, compare them to yeah. Idlib. And Grozny. any other Syrian city, Grozny. and you will see it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, you could compare it to the 1999 apartment building bombings exactly. when Putin blew up his exactly. bombing uh, apartments yep. in Russia in order to take uh, seize power. Yeah. Um. So because this we're is talking that they do. Yeah, because this we're talking about. He started in violence. Okay, he started in violence because the apartment bombings and then we have the second Chechen war as well. He started with violence. And basically, this is it. This is this is now actually that he's moving into the territory. He is. It's a totalitarian state. Right. Right now. Uh, Full blown. Okay, and I've seen a lot of pictures of people comparing him with Hitler and stuff like that. I agree 100 percent. Okay, because of the, let's say, the messaging that he's been using, the whole mentality, his his vision, um, you know, uh, pledging of peace. You know, he says, I, I'm, you know, I'm going over to liberate and it's peace and all that kind of thing. He uses words like our natural living space. And we know that that was used, okay, by Hitler himself. Also that he's going to liberate ethnic minorities, language minorities. I mean, it's all sort of the same. We've seen this before. And like you, Olga, I am shocked when I turn on my TV and everybody's saying, all now Italian media is saying, oh, but you know, like we knew this, you know, that kind of thing. Well, why didn't you say anything? No one said anything. No one acted in all those years, you know, to to stop, you know, what was happening. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I mean, on my end, I don't compare him to Hitler. I compare him to Stalin. And to me, I think he's using the same playbook as Stalin. Stalin was responsible for murdering millions of Ukrainians. 
So, I mean, he, you know, this is what he does. He ordered invasions, you know, and, and Putin has emulated Stalin. You can't even criticize Stalin, you know, because then you're attacking Russia. Okay. And yes, there's a law for that. Mm. Um, so mm. I yeah. personally think he's just, you know, going down the road of this uh, Stalin and other leaders. I mean, Soviet leaders are ruthless. There has never been one normal Soviet leader. I mean, we had Yeltsin, who was drunk, Gorbachev, who yeah. was, you know, uh, started moving towards uh, the West and opened up the Soviet Union, which led to the collapse. But other than that, every single Soviet leader has been cruel. Yeah. The country yeah. is run by cruel leaders. cruel leaders. And that's why people ask me, why are Russians not rising up? Well, try Russians to don't know it, yeah. because they don't. Yeah. This is yeah. what they are used to for a century, yeah. over a century. This is what they're used to. This yeah. is exactly what they're used to. They're used to this kind of, you know, strong leader in their head. And yeah. that's it. I mean, the younger generation hopefully will rise up. But, you know, we'll see what happens inside of Russia. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I personally think this is the end of Putin. So. Well, yeah, we're all praying for that, by the way. We're all praying for that. I mean, I, one thing that you said about, um, you know, inside inside Russia, also the diet of, of information that they get, um, especially now, I think the last disinformation thing is that, you know, the whole biolabs thing and so on and so forth. Um, now uh, they're going with an intranet and you know, taking themselves off the I don't have they done that yet, Olga? Have they taken themselves know. off? We don't know yet. Okay. They I, may well, not. It'll be fun to watch. Okay. Because <laughs> last time they attempted to test it out yeah, last year. I remember. They yeah. took out their presidential um <laughs> I remember head, that. <clears throat> um yeah. site, central bank and several other sites. Yeah. No, yeah. but again, yeah. inside first of all, the bio lab, uh, just for anyone who sees this. They came out with this, you know, when, I mean, this yeah. has been for several years, Yeah, but yeah. it became prevalent again during COVID. Russia and China decided to come out and say that U.S. has several bio labs and, you know, uh, former Soviet states and, and these hidden labs are the ones who conducted, uh, created COVID. So, I mean, this is just a rehash of another conspiracy that they brought up. They have several conspiracies yeah. that they, you know, yeah. every atrocity decide to bring back up if it makes any kind of sense. Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, and it's complete nonsense. I, yeah. I actually laughed about it because they um, wrote, and this is coming from the defense ministry. They wrote that on February 24th, when the Russians entered, they destroyed the biolab and the pathogens, and they oh. listed all the pathogens. Oh. And I said, are you kidding? In Kiev. I said, they can't, can't even get past uh, Eastern City to get uh, going to Kiev. And if this is what they really did on the 24th, they would have used it as a pretext, one, to launch invasion, 
to yeah. to uh, it would have been their main headline as a success. Not yeah. two weeks later that they decide to have a headline on February 24th. We did this. Sure. Yeah. They've had two conspiracies, one with biolabs. Yeah. I mean, two sets of propaganda data that um, they've been pushing, one with biolabs, right. one with um, with uh, nuclear facilities. Um, over the weekend, they were very focused on nuclear facilities. They've been mm-hmm. seizing them. Yes. They've been uh, hitting them, shit. firing at them. They caused several fires. Um, my concern with that is that the defense ministry has been pushing that Ukrainian military has rigged the facilities and that they're preparing, one, to set off a dirty bomb, Two, to use one of these facilities. And I worry that that may be a way that Putin finds as an exit strategy, because this is more than propaganda. To me, this this doesn't have the feel of propaganda. It feels like they're setting up an operation. And Russia may do that in Kharkiv, for instance, and then that would give them also cover for the soldiers that are dead to say that they were, you know, killed yeah. in this. So this is one thing I worry as far as them nuking, you know, the us, I, I don't yeah. worry. I do yeah. worry about these nuclear about facilities. Things. I do worry about them staging uh, locally inside of Ukraine um, an attack. And I do worry that their drunk, freaking yeah. reckless soldiers might yeah. cause something with one of the nuclear plants that can affect Europe because they said the biggest, the largest nuclear plant, power plant, on yeah, fire from said. shelling it, yeah. and and said. they took the um, uh, workers hostage. And now Ukrainian government has lost contact with the workers inside this plant. Oh, so I think this is where my concern is not okay. about actually Putin shooting anything because like i've said his military he robs so much money that you see the effects coming from the military i mean people used to talk about this wonderful russian military i used to laugh at them i'm like are you kidding these people like um so i'm glad that you mentioned that because a lot of people have this idea that it's just this big huge you know unbeatable bear but but corruption, corruption inside the regime has effects. And this is something that we all need to keep, uh, let's say, um, keep tabs on even in our own countries. Because when you have a corrupt system, this is what it produces, right? One good thing that I found as I was going through, you know, some information, there has been an increased use of VPNs. Okay, so maybe some information we can get into Russia and somehow or another. Um, so we have to keep, you know, uh, banging on about that, you know, providing. Well, Russians right? are doing it. So yeah, that's yeah. the Russian opposition is getting information inside of there. Beautiful. That's um, what we need. You know, so uh, the information is getting there, not Fabulous. at the rate that it needs to get sure. there. Sure. But it is getting there. I mean, uh, you cannot open up technology inside of Russia and then suddenly shut it down yeah. like this. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, you know, the people who won't want to believe it won't believe it, you know, but sure. the information will continue trickling in. And more so, I mean, the mothers are going to be like, where are our sons? Exactly. Uh, and they're, they're not, not getting They're answers. not sending, yeah, they're not sending them back to Russia. Uh, the point is that the mothers know that their children are at war and they are yeah. now calling yeah. and trying to get answers. And they've been calling and calling 
trying to find out where their children where are. So, I mean, exactly. Russia is going to have to respond. Sure. At one point, and, exactly. You know, the more Russian soldiers that die, the more families are going to be demanding answers. And right now we have close to probably, again, right now with the fog of war, it's impossible to get the exact numbers. U.S. estimates about 4,000 Russian soldiers right. died. You know, Ukrainians are saying it's more. Russians are, I think, reported like, 500. So it's hard to get a complete, a clear picture from the videos coming out. You do see Russia's taking um, heavy losses. But, you know, like I said, if my son went off to war, I would know he's at war and, yeah. you know, I would want yeah. answers. And this is what's happening to families inside who are looking for their children to find out because they've lost communication with them. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, then this is you no know, the situation. Yep. Another thing too, and we'll get probably even deeper into the story as we go along. Just the last thing, and then um, then we'll we'll call it uh, call it to go to the end. Uh, the humanitarian situation in um, in Ukraine right now is dire. Okay, there are a lot a lot of refugees that are leaving. Uh, and rightfully so. I'm glad they're getting, you no, know, uh, getting out there. So, this is something that again, we we really want people, if you can, to donate, help in some way. Okay, to because this is something that is, you no, know, um, it's our it's our moral duty to help. Okay, I really, really, honestly believe this. This is something that we can do. Uh, you know, instead of just. Well, no the amount of in. support coming out is uh, unbelievable. Yeah. I had a family who was looking for help in Germany who had just fled Ukraine. I put out a tweet. I cannot tell you how many responses, and thank you to everyone, how many responses, links to articles, DMs. Yeah. You know, someone offered yeah. a house in Ireland. Uh, oh, that's great. I mean, it was... It was like so much support. So yeah. the support is there. We'll get all the links together. So if yeah. people are yeah. lost we and put don't it on know our where page. to donate. But That's the support right. is absolutely there. I've never seen anything like it. People are picking up going to fight in Ukraine. People yeah. are. Yes. I keep getting DMs. Yes. Where do I sign up for where do I go? the military yeah. to, yeah. to yeah. go fight in Ukraine? Um, the last, just the last, last thing. I'm so happy to see that a lot of Western companies have closed up shop and left Russia. This pressure, the economic pressure is something that we need to continue, right? Uh, doing, mm -hmm. uh, stopping oil, uh, let's say buying oil and that kind of thing. So oil and gas and also the companies themselves that have closed up. So Bill Browder, if you go onto his feed, you can see he has a list of all the different companies that have, and also, more importantly, a list of companies that haven't, okay? And no, maybe to put pressure on them. Well, okay? that list is shrinking too, because Yum, Yum Brands, Yeah, Yum, yum foods, did. McDonald's uh, is gone. Left. McDonald's just yeah. left. So, I mean, yeah. every day, more and more are more exiting. More and more. Sure. So, uh, so sure. thank goodness. I mean, there's been between European companies and American companies, like, you know, I yeah. have never seen so many, you know, take a, a stand and both for moral reasons. And also the fact that they're not going to even be able to like financially, you know, have dealings with it, you know, so That's you're right. taking the stand morally, but at the same time, also it's going to be hard to navigate sanctions. So 
Might as yeah. well just take the moral stand, exit, and that's it. And then, you know, if Russia yeah. ever has a new regime, we can try to start over. Yeah, exactly. So this brings us to the end of our update, okay, on Ukraine. We'll be bringing you more stories and more, you know, uh, information also in the next, in our next episode. Uh, is there anything, last words, Olga, you want to say? Just please keep Ukraine in the news because uh, right yeah. now the only reason we are getting these sanctions, the only reason we are getting, you know, uh, companies leaving um, and all this pushback is because there is so much news uh, focused on Ukraine. And the biggest fear for me, because I just yeah. know how it is, and yeah. people inside of Ukraine is, you know, that people in two weeks will forget. Yeah. And when it gets even more deadlier because Putin yeah. has turned his campaign now to just obliterating cities and killing as many civilians as he can. Okay. And that's when we're going to yeah. need the most media coverage. That's and right. The most information to get out. So yeah. just please keep focusing on Ukraine. Um, and, and that's it. Thank you to everyone for everything. I mean, I, yeah. I am like overwhelmed by how people this time around care about Ukraine because, you know, it's, thank goodness. Thank God, you know, thank God people are paying attention. Thank God they care. And, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see you in the next. Okay. Everybody we will be catching up with everyone in the next episode. Okay. Yeah. So bye-bye everybody. Bye. Thank you. Hey, everybody, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and please visit our website, kremlinfile.com. This is a Bunker Crew Media production hosted by Olga Lautman and me, Monique Camara, with executive producers Marley Clements, Jack Bryan, Grant DeSimone, Ben Brett, and Jordi Micellis of Midas Media, with associate producers Ruby Frankel and Sarah Metz. Theme music by Oreste Camarra. Sound editing and mixing by Joy Ellett. Subscribe to Kremlin File wherever you listen to podcasts.